I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective Short Take. In this short take, I'll be talking about why complexity sells. Specifically, I want to look at a paper written by Dijkstra, the guy who wrote the shortest path first algorithm that is commonly used in intermediate system to intermediate system and open shortest path first algorithms. Dijkstra wrote, since the Romans have taught us simplex very sigillum, that is, simplicity is the hallmark of truth, we should know better, but complexity continues to have a morbid attraction. The sore truth is that complexity sells better. Again, Dijkstra's writing about software engineering here. He's not writing about network engineering, but the lessons seem to apply to network engineering just as well. But why is it that complexity sells better in network engineering? And more to the point, what are the mental habits we can get into as network engineers to counter some of this desire for or this concept that complexity sells better? First, complexity has become a habit. We complain about how complex our networks are. But in some ways, we actually enjoy the complexity we encounter. Complexity is a mental challenge. It's somehow satisfying to our inner geek. In other words, complexity is built into our culture. Again, quoting Dijkstra, when you give for an academic audience a lecture that is crystal clear from alpha to omega, from the beginning to the end, of course, your audience feels cheated and leaves the lecture hall commenting to each other, that was rather trivial, wasn't it? And it is even more diabolical in that we even use the complexity of our own constructs to, comp- to impress ourselves. In the paper, Dijkstra talks about how he uses this complexity, how he would build something very, very complex to solve a simple problem. And then over time, he would have to work back through it and re-see how he had overbuilt the complexity. For some reason inside of himself, he realized that he actually wanted it to be complex. He wanted the mental challenge. Let's think about how we might counter this. Some practical advice might be, for instance, to teach. For in teaching, you must really, really understand what you're talking about. It's actually harder to explain a complex problem in a simple way than it is to explain it in a complex way. Honing your skills at teaching complex things in a simple way can help you address the inner geek issue with complexity as a part of our culture. Another thing you can do is to simplify to the root principles. Start with the problem and work through the solution. Boil your solutions down to the minimum. Don't conflate multiple solutions into a single explanation. Another very simple thing to do is just leave your ego at the door. Dijkstra says, it is a genuine sacrifice to part from one's ingenuities, no matter how contorted. A second reason I think I see in network engineers that drives this kinds of complexity or in the network engineering world that drives this kind of complexity is that we don't want to go back to basics. Another way of putting this is we want to make progress. And it feels like a lot of times the best way to make progress is to start with what we already have and to start with things that have already been built rather than going back to basics and asking the same questions that seem to have already been answered in the past. It's often simpler to leave what is in place in place and just put another layer on top. Or as RFC 1925 Rule 6a says, it is always possible to add another level of indirection. So some possible advice or practical advice that might help in this area. 
First, design for impermanence. We have some instinct that longer-lived designs cost less money. We have some instinct that if we can continue building on top of something, rather than going back down to the greenfield, that we're actually saving money. But sometimes the opposite is true. Sometimes the best return on investment actually comes from designing something to be easily replaced rather than designing for permanence. Try building as a mental exercise when you're doing some work someplace or you're working on a design or overlaying something on top of something. Try building a greenfield design in parallel. Think about what you would do different if you had nothing to start with. Would it be simpler? Would it be less expensive? Would it be more expensive? Try to figure out what you can remove when you're adding things to counterbalance what you are adding. Always consider removing stuff, whatever the stuff might be, as a part of every project. Ask the question on cost intelligently. Ask, quite frankly, how long will this system last? Every system has a life cycle. We don't like to think about that. We like to think, I'm going to put something in place today. It's going to be your 20 years from now. People are going to be looking at me and going, what a brilliant person for coming up with something that lasted for 20 years. The reality is all systems have life cycles. Determine what the life cycle is. Be realistic about this. Think about if you shorten the life cycle, or if you add to the life cycle, what does this do to the complexity of the system? If I try to shorten the life cycle, am I solving fewer problems in some way that will allow me to make the system less complex? I don't know the answer to this. It just is a good question to ask when you're doing the design work, because the answer is going to change depending on the system you're working on, of course. Do all components need the same life cycle within the system? Do I need to take the system as a whole and say, everything in the system has to last for 20 years? Or can I say, well, this part of the system can last five years and that part might last 10 years? Can I break things apart to be more realistic about the life cycles and start thinking about whether increasing or decreasing the life cycle would have an impact on the complexity of the system? The third thing we tend to do in network engineering, I think, anyway, in my experience, is that we try to boil the ocean. We want to solve every problem from day one, starting out with whatever it is. We want the solution we build to solve all the problems. Dijkstra says it this way in his paper, as soon as a new promising branch of science and technology sprouts, all the unfulfilled hopes and expectations of the past are transferred to it. Such is the well-established tradition and, as we are all well aware, now to computing science finds itself saddled with the thankless task of curing all the ills of the world and more. Some thoughts towards a practical solution on this one. Scope the problem down to a minimum number of requirements. One of these requirements should always be make it flexible so we can build on top of this in the future. But nonetheless, think about what you can do to minimize your requirements. Another way of putting this is we need to say to ourselves, We realize this will not be the last solution we ever need to deploy. I'm not going to deploy this solution and retire. There's going to be future solutions. There are going to be future iterations of this solution. Another thing you can do is to think about stating the problem in terms of problems to be solved rather than requirements to be met. This is subtle, but it makes a big difference in your thinking. And state the solutions in terms of technologies and solutions to be used rather than in terms of products and deployments. So to recap the lessons from this one, make simplicity a habit rather than complexity. 
leave your ego at the door. Very, very hard to do. It's hard for me to do. It's hard for everyone to do. We don't like people telling us our babies are ugly. We don't like just having someone tell us that our ideas are not the best. We need to leave our egos at the door and solve the problem at hand in the best way possible. Go back to basics. Make it a mental habit to find ways of going back to basics and thinking through those basics. Think realistically about the life cycle. Ask the questions on costs. What is the life cycle? What is the actual cost? What's the return on investment? Don't try to solve all the world's problems. You're not going to make a, a bread baker that also slices the bread and make them both very effective. Learn how to scope the problem, learn how to state problems rather than requirements, and learn how to solve problems with technologies rather than products. So that's it for this time. Come back to the Network Collective for skills and Medica Native skills for engineers. And you can always find me at rule11.tech. Thanks.